When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it's International Woman's Day, mm, and I'm geez. so excited to have Catherine Britt in our studio today, and you are an international woman. Yeah. <laughs> You're from Australia. Where in Australia do you live now? Um, I'm based in Newcastle, which is two hours north of Sydney on the East Coast. It's just a little um, beach town. Um, and yeah, I still have a house there, not that I ever see it, but I think I've got a house there. Um, but yeah, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous part of the world. Uh, do you travel a lot? Do you tour a lot? We do, yeah, all year round pretty much. And we come over here at least once a year, if not more. Um, so it's, yeah, we're, we're away a lot of the time. And we now have li been living in a caravan for the last three years, traveling yeah. around with uh, now my baby boy and my husband and my dog. So it's pretty cute, I have to say. <laughs> Thanks, we think so. We think we make good babies, but we're biased. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been quite an experience just traveling around, you know, in a little little van for the last three years and seeing Australia. It's been amazing. So you got started at a young age. You put out your first album single when you were, what, 16? Yeah, so I released a little EP when I was 14, um, and that sort of kicked everything off, and then my debut album came out when I was 16, yeah. So not many people actually start that young, so when did you think, I want to be a musician uh, for my career? Was it at an yeah. early age? or? Yeah, I kind of was, I'm the youngest of four, and I'm the only girl, um, which probably gives you a pretty good, a good indication <laughs> of me, um, and I always sang around the house when I was little, and um, you know, performed and stuff, I guess. You know, I used to do a lot of Disney songs and stuff as a little girl. And then I saw a movie called Coal Miner's Daughter when I was about nine, um, which is the biography of, of course. Uh, Loretta Lynn. And it's a classic. Yeah, such a great film. And my dad showed it to me and I don't know, just something about the honesty in the music and um, her and like where she was from. It made me feel like a nobody from a small town in Australia could go on and do whatever I wanted to do. And I just was so inspired and started writing all these songs um, from then on. Basically, I got a little guitar and, and started writing. So, I, yeah, I guess I kind of started writing in that style, that country sort of really traditional style, and it kind of took me down that path. Well, and you actually played one of uh, your hits from when you first started. Yeah. The, the, what was the happy That Don't Bother Me? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, don't, yeah. Right. And uh, so those are songs that, that hold up. They yeah, might, your well, your, your so. songwriting might have changed <laughs> over time, but, yeah. but you really started writing clever, uh, amazing songs at an early age. Oh, thanks. I, I sometimes feel a little bit silly playing that stuff now that I'm 34. Um, but, you know, it's all a part of who I am. And, you know, I wrote that as a 15-year-old girl, sort of, you know, trying to figure out who I was and make my own little stamp, I guess, on the music world and writing things like that don't bother me and hillbilly pick and rambling girl and things like that was just my way of saying this is who I am and this is why I'm different. And um, I play them every gig. Like I still go back to that first album all the time. Um, there's something just really honest about that first album for me. And um, yeah, hopefully it's, they are hopefully songs that last forever. Yeah. 
So when you transitioned from being a teenager and into an adult, what was that like, kind of being in the spotlight? And um, Yeah, I think, um, you know, I didn't have a sort of a normal teenagehood. Um, I missed out on a lot of stuff, but I, you know, really loved music and I really knew that's what I wanted to do. So I left school really young and um, I got offered to go out on the road with Casey Chambers, who's an Australian um, artist. We love Casey here. Yeah, great. Yeah, she's so good. And so she took me out on the road when I was 16 with my first album and um, took me under a wing. And, and yeah, so I kind of left school to do that. And it was just, it wasn't even like a decision for me. It was just the decision was made. <laughs> like I always was just going to do that. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird way to grow up, I guess, you know. And then I had to kind of figure my way through that into sort of growing up. And you can, if you go through my albums, you can hear me the stories sort of, yeah you can kind of hear different me points messing up life. and then figuring it out and then messing up again and um you know I, I did a song here today um what I did last night and that's um based on some of the experiences I had when I was living in Nashville for six years and kind of got a little bit too much into the party world and was drinking a lot and um you know I was young I was 19 so of course I that's was drinking do a lot 19. yeah <laughs> but I was doing it you know not in the spotlight but you know somewhat and mm -hmm. Yeah, it was um, sort of something that's all come out of my music. So, yeah, it's very honest music, that's for sure. Well, when you live in the spotlight, of course, everyone goes through these same things yeah. when they're growing up. But when you're in the spotlight, it just, it, it's got to be a little more intense. Yeah, and, well, um, I think I felt a lot of, um, you know, judgment and, and scrutiny at the time. Um, I look back on it now, it just seems so silly, but it was so all-consuming at the time, you know, when these mistakes were happening and I felt like everyone was watching and saying things about it at the time. And yeah, that was pretty heavy for, you know, a 19, 20 year old girl to uh, be messing up and having everyone have an opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. Make sure. I don't like person. that now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, and you're so sensitive human. when you're young. Yes. And an artist, even worse. So um, yeah, I really took it hard at the time. Um, and looking back on it now, after everything I've been through, it just seems so trivial. But um, yeah, it was really hard. Yeah. So you time. put out about uh, five albums, then you had a sort of a best of album. Yeah. And um, that's how long you've been doing this. I mean, you put the best of album out at 28, I think, right? Yeah. Somewhere around there. And yeah. Well, the label came to me in Australia and said, we want to do a best of and I'm like, are you serious? I'm not even 30. Like, I feel really weird about that. Um, and I said, well, I, I'm happy to do a best of, but I want to call it like the Hillbilly Pick and Ramblin' Girls so far so that people don't think my career's um, over. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's at it. 28, Just right? Wrapped it up at 28. Um, so, yeah, we did that and released sort of all the singles that had been released to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, this year's my 20 years in the business. So Congratulations. Um, thanks. Yeah, it feels some ways like it hasn't been that time at all. And in other ways, it feels like it's been longer. Um, but yeah, it's just been amazing to be able to do the same thing that you love for 20 years and never deter from that, you know. So I feel very, very lucky. Well, so you just put out an album last year. Yes. Catherine Britt and the Cold, Court, cold, cold Heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about that album. You know, you recorded it, 
in your own studio, right? Yeah, yeah. And I um, love the name of your studio, the yeah. Beverly Hillbillies Studio. <laughs> yeah, well, my husband's last name is Beverly. Um, some people say I married him just for his last name because um, I love, you know, we've basically used that for all of our business stuff now. Mm -hmm. So everything's Beverly Hillbillies Incorporated and Beverly Hillbillies Studios and all that stuff. So it's kind of carried through. Um, so, of course, we're going to name the studio that. And it just felt like, you know, um, I'd made the last record before this one, Bone Shaker in Seattle, with an amazing producer, Ryan Hadlock, um, who had done some records I love, Brandy Carlisle and The Lumineers and things like that. But I felt like um, with this record, I just wanted to be at home and just be myself. And, um, you know, I'd sort of gone through a few things over those three years that um, you had a health me, scare. Yeah, right? I had a health so. scare and I got married and <laughs> I was really heavily pregnant when I made the record. So um, I was in a really different headspace than Bone Shaker and I wanted to do it at home. So I went to my label with the idea of building a studio. I have no idea why they let me do that, but I have a wonderful label in Australia, a lost highway. And um, they thought it was a great idea and yeah, basically went halves with me and we, we built this amazing studio in my backyard. Um, and just went out and recorded. It was great because we'd go out and, you know, recorded the whole thing live and we're sitting around in a circle and great vibe. And then we'd go in and I'd make everyone a sandwich and then we'd come back out and record another song, go and have a cuppa. And, you know, it was just a really wonderful way to record. And I kind of don't see myself doing anything different now. So, Well, being in a studio can be very stressful, as you know, when yeah. you only have a certain block of time and mm. being able to just go casually in and out of your own studio yeah, and yeah. record when you really feel like it um, has to have been really a blessing. Yeah, it's certainly changed, yeah, a lot of stuff because you're right. I mean, you do sort of have time restrictions on using other people's studios and working with, even with work, working with a producer, you know, we produced this one ourselves and um, kept it all really in-house and um, a good friend of ours engineered it and yeah, it was just like, let's do it until we get it, you know, and it was really quick because it was all live. So we just, we did it in a few days and then came back um, a few weeks later and sort of did a bit of overdubbing and a couple of things that we needed to fix up and it was finished. So um, yeah, I'm glad we, we, and we finished literally, I finished the record and then went into labor with my son, like right after. So good timing. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise it would have been the sound of having a baby on the record. So it was uh, perfect. Yeah. So how did you go about selecting the songs that are on the album? Yeah, I, um, I always find that really hard because, you know, you obviously write a lot more songs than what end up on a record. Of course. Um, and every one is, you know, written for a reason and from a personal place. And, um, this album, I think, and well, every album, I, I just like to have a good flow where all the songs kind of make sense together, if that, if that makes sense. Um, and even if there's a great song, but it doesn't really fit on the record, I, I tend to leave it off and maybe save it for a future record or do some random, you know, B-side or something like that um, with a single. So, yeah, it kind of for me, it has to flow and it has to tell a story and it has to make sense as a, as a whole piece of work. So... The yeah. cover that you played today, I like trains. Yeah. yeah. So I actually love trains myself. <laughs> yeah. And have my own Lionel train set. Oh wow. Um, when I was when I was growing up as a kid, my mom said, "Oh, trains are for boys." And so, oh, really? when as an adult, my husband gave me my first Lionel train set. Oh, that's so and, cool. Uh, and so I love trains. And I said, "That's going to have to be my theme song yeah, going there you forward." Go. You found your theme yeah. song. Yeah. It was yeah, a, it was well, a fun cover. Yes. Yeah. I, I, 
love Fred Eagle Smith and mm -hmm. I just think he's amazing and he's he's again been so supportive of me throughout the years and he's toured Australia a couple of times and I've done some shows with him and um that's the second one of his songs that I've recorded and um yeah I always get a asked Canadian to do, artist or? yeah he's um from southern Ontario Canada am mm -hmm. I saying that right Ontario Ontario um, yeah, so he's just one of my favorites and I've been singing that song since I was a little girl. And again, I just didn't ever feel like there was a moment that made sense to record it until this album. And then with the band, the cold, cold hearts, it felt like it could really work with the mandolin and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm really glad it, it finally made a record. Well, I think it's a amazing record and I hope that everybody goes out and buys a copy. Um, <laughs> I, I think, um, uh, it's been just, it was great to have you in the studio. And, Thank you. And uh, what's next for you? Yeah, so we uh, are on tour here for a few weeks and then we go back to Australia and um, I'm going to start working on a new album um, and having another baby, so I've got to do that. Got a lot on point. your plate. <laughs> yeah, there's a few things going on. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a busy year um, and hopefully, yeah, I'll have some new music out um, ready for early next year. So when you come back, and yes. you will, yes. we'd love to have you. Thank you so much. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.